0: What we're not valuing is knowledge as process. The fact of the matter is, nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows. Nobody has the faintest idea. You realize when you know how to think, it empowers you far beyond those who know only what to think. Consciousness is the greatest mystery of science. Maybe ideas are living things. That's what this is really about. It's really about just gaining a new perspective. Welcome to the first episode of Exploring the Intangible. Emily, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for making the long trip down from our room upstairs all the way to the office no to record this episode with me. No problem. I know it's going to be a banger, so like, let's get this shit going.
1: Wow, you have so much faith in me. Thank you. <laughs> so,
0: so I think there's a burning question that a lot of people specifically church people have for you because you know a lot of people have seen that I'm not a Christian so are you a Christian?
1: I am a Christian. Wow okay so have you
0: always been a Christian?
1: Um. Yeah for most of my life I would say I've identified as a Christian. I feel like there is a very brief like time period where I did not identify as a Christian but that was a few years ago and that was like maybe for like a period of max like six months where I guess I didn't know the word for it back then, but I guess I was deconstructing. But um, yeah, I am a Christian today.
0: So since we're on the topic of deconstruction, um, what led you to deconstructing or questioning beliefs that you had before
1: i uh, was going through some health issues i had to quit my job because i wasn't feeling well um and i was just feeling really low and really like confused as to why i was feeling shitty and i wasn't getting answers and i was just like really mad i was like well i just got married like this is supposed to be like an awesome time in my life and I just really wasn't feeling well at all, and it kind of just sparked, like, this, like, train of thought where I'm, like, why? Like, what did I do to deserve this? Like, I'm praying all the time for healing. Like, people have been praying for me for healing, and it wasn't even just really about me. I was, like, why do people suffer? Why do people get sick? Why is there childhood cancer? Um, and I was just struggling with, uh, who God was and I was questioning if he was even really there and yeah that's kind of what's what started my uh questioning
0: yeah I'd say a lot of people like honestly they do struggle with the topic of suffering like it's something that a lot of people or some people deconvert because they're like oh my god I can't explain suffering the the bible doesn't explain suffering to any degree so the the closest thing you get to suffering is the book of job and essentially job is suffering because god wants to win a bet so it's just like there's a there isn't really an answer for it and people like just they they do tend some people do deconvert for it or it does raise more questions for them
1: i feel like there's no real good answer to explain why um God puts I don't know if He I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but maybe not puts us through suffering but allows for suffering. Even though in the Bible it's pretty clear that like God did kill people and he did make people suffer and he did put people through heartache. Um yeah, it's very confusing to me. Like, you know, I feel like I was raised to believe that God has our 100% best interest. He wants only good for us. He doesn't want us to hurt. Um but yeah, I think I'm just really like I still today like I don't have any good answer. Um what really ultimately brought me back to Christianity was just relationship with him and just feeling that connection with a higher power.
0: Totally 100%. And so take me back to like the beginning. Did you grow up in the church? Like, was that part of your life growing up?
1: Yeah. So uh, both my parents are pastors of the Salvation Army Church, and um, I would say it's pretty close to like a non-denomination. Is it non-denominational or non-denomination?
0: Not non-denominational.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. Um. It's pretty similar to that kind of church style, but um. Yeah. So I was always raised to believe in. Jesus. And, um, yeah, so I was raised Christian my whole life.
0: So you've had a lot of experience within the church. I would say. Perfect. (laughs) So what is like one of the weirdest experiences you've ever had?
1: Okay. Weirdest experience. (laughs) (laughs) The first one that comes to mind, and I don't even know, like, don't get mad at me for saying this, but um was witnessing a literal exorcism in my ex-boyfriend when we worked at camp together (laughs) he was i'm not even like joking he was demon possessed and our like leaders basically essentially performed an exorcism right in front of our eyes and it was insane it was literally like a movie it's like what you see in movies his eyes were bloodshot Um, he was like throwing up. He was like making weird sounds. It was like, I don't even know. I can't even explain it. It was insane.
0: That's crazy. So like, so (laughs) this guy's just on the floor, like writhing in pain.
1: He was sitting, (laughs) but he was pretty close to like being on his ass. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Nice. That's my favorite. So, (laughs) so for (laughs) me, like I have a hard time now reconciling like this spiritual stuff. Um, so how do you reconcile that? Like, what was it like going from the Salvation Army, who's way more conservative, to these, like, dating this guy who's charismatic?
1: So, like, you. You as this guy.
0: Yeah, this guy, who me, who's charismatic. And you all of a sudden are exposed to, like, all this shit.
1: Honestly, (laughs) it was weird. Like, it didn't even feel... Right. Like it felt uncomfortable. Um, I'm still kind of like digesting it and processing it all. I don't feel like all of that stuff is like legit. Um, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't like totally comfortable with it at first either. Like when he first introduced me to it, it took me a while because it was like a culture shock from like conservative salvation army church to like these crazy charismatic churches that you brought me to it felt like you brought me to these places just like to shock me or something. (laughs) But remember that girl she was like running around the sanctuary screaming at the top of her lungs like flapping her arms like a bird and I was like Was that the girl that was doing
0: jumping jacks? She was
1: doing jumping jacks, sprinting around the sanctuary and I was like
0: I still laugh about that.
1: I was like is this a spirit of like Jesus Christ like the holy spirit or is this like girl tripping on something i'm not really sure but um it was weird it was really weird to me um but honestly like i don't i don't want to come off as like oh like she's weird and like her experience is not legit like i'm not going to say that because like everyone's experiences with god and like you know the Holy Spirit are like, you know, their own personal experiences. But um, for me, coming from where I came from, it was so whack.
0: So what's it like going into a church from like a PK perspective and submitting to a leadership?
1: I think you're kind of like asking like, what's it like? because I've only been under yeah. the authority, yeah. I guess, or pastor pastoral yes. care of my yes. own parents. Correct. Yeah. Um I feel like I understand it maybe like even more than the average person because I understand like the pastor life like they work hard like maybe not all pastors but like (laughs) I that's yeah maybe not all pastors but um like my parents like I've seen everything that they do behind the scenes and they are the hardest working people ever and they are like the best people ever so like I feel like I respect them on a like a deeper level than maybe some like average person
0: yeah, that's cool. I think, like, like you know, it's hard. You know, we see these people who are in positions of leadership and we're so quick to pass judgment. I think it's cool that you can, like, you know, you, you more than anyone have that, like, or as well as other PKs also have... Like, this um, insight into what actually goes on behind the scenes. And it it gives you this, like, deeper level of respect. I know...
1: Uh, And understanding of, like, things they do and why they do them.
0: Yeah, 100%. And even for me, like, seeing your parents, like, how hard they work gives me a deeper level of respect for the leaders that we've been under um, and just, like, all that they do for other people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, that's cool. It's very cool. Um, Okay, so... Walk me through something else. So what's it like going from having a husband who is so, for lack of a better term or Christianese, on fire for Jesus um, and like talking about the Bible all the time and praying and like all the time to and, and worshiping all the time to like this guy who all of a sudden started questioning and looking into things and changed every view that he's ever had about everything.
1: It was a drastic change like from when Isaiah was born like Isaiah is only a year and a couple months old now but like when Isaiah was first born like you were getting up every day at like 5 a.m or 4 a.m And like praying and reading your Bible and it was just crazy. It was a crazy drastic change like over just a few month period and then you started questioning things and it was like crazy like as I have never seen you actually question things before because I feel like I've always been the person to be like, yeah, but, like, this doesn't make sense. And what do you think about this in the Bible that doesn't make sense? And I feel like you would always, like, kind of brush off those hard questions when I would ask them to you. And, like, maybe, like, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe it made you uncomfortable, so you didn't really, like, talk to me about some of those topics. But, like, when I was, I guess, deconstructing, like, a few years ago, and I would, like, ask you these hard questions. But, so it was weird because... I've always been the person to ask those questions and I still ask the hard questions now, but, um, yeah, it was weird to see you start doing that. And then within a few months period, I asked you like straight up. I'm like, are you a Christian? Like, are because like you've completely changed, like you're not, well, I mean, you didn't change who you were, but you were changing everything that you were doing. And, um, you were s- like, I don't know. And maybe I'm not. So yeah, it was really, it was, it was strange. And it, it, honestly, it was really uncomfortable at first. Like I was like, kind of like, who is this person? And like, where is my husband? Because like, you would never question anything. So yeah, it was uncomfortable. It was weird. But um, like now I, I'm like really proud of like, where you are today and like what you're, what you're doing. And yeah.
0: (laughs) Thanks so much. Um, so would you say that like, when you deconstruct, would you say that people's view of you changes almost drastically? Like they almost, as soon as you say I'm deconstructing, would you say that they start to categorize you? Like, what did that look like for you?
1: Well, I didn't know it was called deconstructing. So I feel like I never said, hey, I'm deconstructing. Like, I feel like maybe people knew I was going through some difficult times with my health and stuff. But I guess I never really opened up about my faith journey too much then because I didn't even know it was called that. I just thought it was going through a rough period of time. But yeah, it definitely was like questioning things and I definitely like didn't really consider myself a Christian back then because frankly I was mad at God back then and um so yeah I I wasn't a Christian but yeah I I don't think people were really aware of that
0: right like you didn't put out like this statement being like I'm not a Christian anymore
1: no and because I didn't and because I didn't know I wasn't certain that I wasn't ever going to be one. And I didn't even really know. Like at the time, I didn't even know that I wasn't a Christian. Like I believed in the stories in the Bible, but I didn't. Like, I don't know. It was, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like I feel like in the time, I didn't admit to myself I wasn't a Christian. Right, right. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. No, 100%. I know know what you're talking about. Like you felt like... Like, your faith was changing. Yeah. Right? No, 100%. So, for me, like, I know deconstruction changes everything as a parent. So, what does that look like for you? Like, you went through a phase of deconstruction and questioning your beliefs, and you you came out on the other side, like, just completely different than before. Mm -hmm. So, what does that look like for our son? Like, what does... what How...
1: For me personally or like us as parents together?
0: Like for you personally?
1: I feel like it doesn't really affect my parenting too much um, or like the way I plan on like raising Isaiah and like teaching him things that I believe. But um, I feel like just like after going through the period that I went through of like asking hard questions and seeking answers, um, I feel like... I came out the other side with like a deeper connection with God and a deeper like understanding of like what I ultimately believe in. I feel like I'm never going to ultimately I feel like I'm not never going to have all the answers and, and things are always like going to not quite sit right with me. Mm-hmm. And I've come to terms with, like, that's okay. Like, I don't need all the answers to have a relationship with God still. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to teach Isaiah what I believe. And um, when it comes to, like, us together, like, if, you know, he's older by the time, like, maybe you'll still be deconstructing. Maybe you'll ultimately decide, like, I don't want anything of christianity or maybe you'll decide you do believe in christianity i don't know
0: right like like the future is like we don't know
1: we don't know and uh i think it it just gives him more insight into both sides of the coin i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing you know i feel like some people might say oh well you're gonna confuse him he's not gonna know what to Mm -hmm. believe Mm -hmm. But I don't think that that's necessarily true because I feel like everyone, it, like I'm going to still expose him to God. And if he finds that there's a real relationship there and there's like some realness there for him, then that's great. And if he doesn't, then that's maybe not necessarily what I would love. But, you know, I, 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 the most important thing is that he finds truth himself.
0: Totally. And that he feels supported going through. Either way. Either way. Yeah. And I think like for us too, like, we've experienced a lot of toxic and harmful doctrine that has Mm -hmm. impacted us in a negative way, Mm -hmm. whether that's like the doctrine of hell or rapture or Mm -hmm. like dispensationalism. Or not
1: even. Yeah. Yeah. A toxic doctrine, but also just, you know, toxicity within the church. Like we can just make him more aware of those things.
0: Totally. Yeah. No, hundred percent. It's so true. So over the past little bit, as you're well aware, I've been reading a lot of books. And so when I read a book, you read a book because it's all I talk about and it's, all it's talk about like consumes me. Um, so is there anything that you've been like questioning or something that you've changed your perspective on
1: i feel like no i feel like there's more i just have more questions now like you bring like questions up to me that i haven't necessarily even thought of to question yet so
0: like what's a big one give me a big one
1: hell (laughs) (laughs) the existence of hell (laughs) I don't know like I feel like maybe I never even thought to question hell specifically just because I was like yeah like if God's real then hell's real obviously.
0: Right like like the dualism like it's like good versus evil.
1: Yeah there has to be both for the other to exist.
0: Right like for justice purposes. True. Right no that totally makes sense so Mm -hmm. yeah for me I'd say that was huge one over the past little bit. Like mm-hmm. I, I had to read three books and I'm still reading about it, but I had to read three books in a row mm-hmm. to understand the topic.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really big one. Um, and that changes a lot. Like, I don't know. I feel like I don't, my perspective is not changing at all right now just because there's so many questions that I feel like I'm thinking about from you that like I can't even change my perspective because I just have to process it and digest it like yeah it's it there's a lot of questions
0: what do you think of um like this whole evolution theory so like so so what do you think of when you think of like the bible and you think of genesis 1 Mm -hmm. and then going into the creation story and all that what do you think of when you think of evolution
1: i hate these questions because there's obviously science to prove like you know the evolution of Mm. like mankind itself yeah But, like, that's not really in the Bible at all. So, it's, like, it's so confusing. And I, honestly, it would be so much easier if I could just believe every single thing that's in the Bible and, like, just ignore science like like some other Christians do.
0: (laughs) Be a literalist?
1: I mean, no hate to those guys, but, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: for sure. So, were you ever taught, like, to be a literalist or were your parents like this is allegory this is not
1: my parents perspectives have changed like since like I lived with them even like their perspective on things have changed like about about that specifically like my dad was saying um just a few days ago that he's throwing out a lot of his old like bible study books because he just doesn't believe in that stuff anymore
0: yeah it's so interesting i see like i think it raises more questions like Mm. for me specifically like so i'm reading a book on suffering right now and for me personally like we're talking about i think of the original sin doctrine so like there was a fall and then sin was like in the world so all everything that happens that's bad is a result of the original sin. So what I can't reconcile is these ideas of Christians who say like, oh, like the Genesis stories allegory, but evolution is real. So then how do you get the original sin doctrine? Because mm-hmm. if we're the product of evolution, mm-hmm. you can't reconcile that with like the original sin doctor that makes zero sense
1: yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know what someone would argue against that i'm not i don't know
0: like i don't know so like <laughs> the monkey stole a banana and ate, it wasn't an apple it was a banana it was
1: a banana <laughs> 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 yeah, maybe i don't know i have for monkeys the whole time
0: like i just don't get it and then like there's so many things i just like i have so many questions and people who are Apologists will try and come up with some like bullshit excuse mm-hmm, for all of it I'm
1: Saying Like I don't even know what their argument would be that would Actually make sense. I'm not I don't know
0: and like I feel like it wouldn't even make sense
1: That's that's what i'm saying. I can't think of an argument that would make sense
0: Like i'm really showing my bias in this interview and i'm okay <laughs> with it right now. Yeah. this is number <laughs> one I'll tone it down for the next ones
1: <laughs> That's why you always have like, you know You have the uh you have the guests to keep things a little bit maybe more neutral. Yeah, totally, totally. That person is completely biased with yeah. you on the same thing.
0: No, hundred percent. Like I feel like there will be. I feel
1: like there's definitely going to be guests on here that are going to be like. Uh, yeah, you know shit my list. talking. Yeah, <laughs> you, you. you know,
0: you know my <laughs> I list. I know
1: your list coming up. <laughs> it's not going to be good.
0: Uh, no, it'll be great. It'll be good. The but... point, like, and. Um, My point isn't to show my bias. My point is to just be like, this is, these are like, this is the real shit, you know? Like, these are real fucking questions, and it's okay to ask the questions. That's
1: the thing, like, I don't, I don't think that you have little faith to just ask questions and to just um think about, like, what is factual, like... Totally. I don't know. Some Christians were, like, (laughs) raised to believe or, like, they're taught in their church that, like, you know, your faith is, like, not as strong if you ask questions. Mm. I, I, I don't understand that personally just because I wasn't raised that way. But, yeah, I don't know. And I don't feel, like, a conviction, like... I don't totally. feel, like, guilty for asking questions either. I don't.
0: No, 100%. I'd say, like, I feel better. if When mm-hmm. I'm questioning things, I feel better. Yeah, okay, so we, we all have existential crisis, crises. crises. Uh, um. But, like, the thing is, is that, like, I feel better about what I'm doing mm-hmm. if I'm questioning it. Because mm-hmm. then I know that it's real. Yeah. You know, like... I know, and I heard this quote from um, a former Christian musician not too long ago, and they said, like, I would think that God would be happy that I'm trying to, like, search for truth mm-hmm. rather than just accepting what's given to me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. But that's, okay. like, that's a, you know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. that's essentially what he said. And I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> as soon as I stepped out of my bubble, I was like, holy shit that guy's right like i would think that god would be happy that i'm asking these questions
1: yeah i've always felt that way like you know even like having a personal relationship with god now like i feel like he loves that i'm asking these questions i think he 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 likes it i don't know that's just my feeling i don't know
0: i think it's like it it leads to like like, more of a genuine faith. Like, I was listening to yeah. a Richard Rohr book, um, an audiobook, not too long ago, and, I, like, he was kind of saying that, that, like, when you're questioning, it leads to a more genuine faith mm-hmm. and that he doesn't trust people. Like, he's more likely to trust a person Who's, who has deconstructed yeah. or who has gone through the work of questioning their faith yeah. rather than someone who hasn't and just accepts things for what they are.
1: right yeah exactly and i think it's kind of funny that i feel like i guess i'm I, I shouldn't be going here right now but politically i feel like a lot of conservative christians right now are saying why are you blindly following like oh the, the sheep the sheep you're a yeah. sheep if you're like just following like the mainstream media and like yeah mainstream news like but it's like but I don't know, like, are are you the sheep? Because you never ask questions ever. But, I don't know, like, I don't, I hate, like, saying that, but at the same time, it's like, you're a hypocrite? No,
0: totally, <laughs> totally, because you're taking someone else's ideas still, you're not critically thinking, no. like, you're not looking at things I for mean, yourself.
1: Here's the thing, the Bible is not their idea. The Bible is not written by them, like, You're right. It was written by a (laughs) bunch of other men. Yes. So, (laughs) so therefore, like, you know, they're just, and I don't know, like at the end of the day, I feel like it's based on your own personal convictions and like what you ultimately feel like is real and what makes sense to you. But yeah, I just had to bring up that point. Just had to.
0: Totally. And I think it's like, it's very dualistic. Mm -hmm. Like, If you think that like you have one view and you align with this version of Christianity and then all of a sudden you don't align with it, you're all of a sudden this bad person Mm -hmm. and you're alienated Mm -hmm. because like they don't agree with you anymore and you don't agree agree with with them.
1: Yeah, they don't agree with you. They feel bad for you.
0: Oh yeah, totally. They, They
1: like pity you. Yeah. But the thing is I remember kind of feeling that way. Like I look back on like you know, how I have been in the past, like with my faith, like I, there's like this ego that goes with it. Like if you're a Christian, you're the shit. Like if you're a Christian, like you know it all. And you, you, you've seen like, like, yeah, like having a relationship with God is amazing. And like, you know, there's, there's hope there and there's joy there that maybe other people don't have, but I just hate that ego that goes with it. You know, Mm -hmm. like if you're not a Christian, I pity you, you know, that kind of mindset. It's just, I hate that.
0: And you have to separate yourself from people who have an opposite mindset. Mm -hmm. So like they're causing you to, for lack of a better term, stumble. And so when you start to like open your mind to these other ideas, they all of a sudden feel like, Well, certain Christians, not all Christians, Christians, because I would say the vast majority of the Christians that I talk to on a daily basis are very open people, Mm -hmm. but there is a sect of Christianity that does, that does block you or, yeah. And they, they are like, either you're like, either you're with their mindset or you're against it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's very black and white. Like it's very dualistic and there's no like, there's no looking at it from a different perspective
1: right there's no gray area yeah
0: and i think there is within christianity within so much gray and i think that's the problem is like people are very
1: they're too black and white
0: yeah they're very it's it is Mm -hmm. dualistic and i think like that's the problem is like we're seeing this like dualistic culture and it's like it's just so brutal Mm -hmm. like you can say one thing to me and I can either agree or disagree with it. But if I disagree with it, then my first inclination is to alienate you. Like, like I hate to say this, but where is Jesus in that? Mm-hmm. Like, we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Jesus is a very inclusive yeah. figure. Yeah. Whether you believe that Jesus is a mythical figure or he actually exists that's totally your prerogative
1: is that jesus is inclusive he's not exclusive totally
0: and even if you read the gnostic gospels as a whole he's this very inclusive guy Mm -hmm. like he's he's all about people
1: yeah people who are not christians or people who are not i guess um followers of jesus either
0: totally and we see this like going back to hell for a second like we see this like people focus in on one specific verse and it's like anyone, like no one comes to the father except through me. Right. And it's like, they only read the gospel of John and they pick that one verse that says that.
1: And they're like super focused on that. Yeah. And it's like,
0: and there are other verses that are like, you know, like, um, in first Corinthians, it talks about the builder and it, they'll be purified through fire. But like, like, it's
1: they'll take they'll take a verse and take it out of context yeah yeah well yeah, yeah. exactly that's to, to fit their own agenda of exactly so, of society and and conservative christianity exactly
0: so if you're questioning if you're deconstructing if you're doing this stuff they feel bad for you because they right. think that you're gonna go to hell
1: yeah it's true
0: so like if i died tomorrow or tonight yeah i am going to hell because i'm i don't call myself i don't have the label of a christian right But I still pray to God all the time.
1: Do you? Yeah, totally. I I, do. I I do. I think that's awesome.
0: Yeah. And like, and I think that's the problem is like, there's a lot of assumptions that are made. And I think that's part of the issue as well with all of this is like, as soon as the label's not there anymore, Mm -hmm. you know, like as soon as the label isn't there, then people are like, oh, oh no. Oh, no. We can't be associated with this person because...
1: Yeah, I don't... That's that's sad to me.
0: It is, and it's sad to me too. And like, I still love those people regardless.
1: Yeah, yeah it's it's sad. It's sad. We're saying it's sad right now because we have people who we had like real r- relationships and friendships with that I feel like have purposefully distanced themselves solely because I guess you're not a Christian.
0: Totally. And they think that and, you also are not a Christian.
1: Yeah, for whatever reason. But um, anyway, it's, it's hurtful. It's hurtful.
0: Totally. So, yeah, like, I'd say it's just interesting, like, the way that culture, the culture of North America and our society, mm-hmm. like, the way it's gone has gone so downhill, especially, like, being outside the church for, like, some time now. Mm-hmm. Like, we see how downhill it's really gone. Like...
1: Yeah, well, just with everything that's going on in the world right now. Totally. It's it's kind of going way down. 100%. (laughs) Making a bad name for themselves. No, 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 100%.
0: And I think, like, even, so I'll go back to Richard Rohr for a second. He was also talking about how, like, how did we as Christians, like, this is the quote, like, how did we as Christians go from being these, like, super educated smart people who are well respected Mm -hmm. to the way that it is now how did we get to this point where all of a sudden we're not respected anymore we're we're we have this terrible name for ourselves and like again I'm paraphrasing you can find (laughs) this in uh the wisdom pattern um plug for Richard Rohr but um (laughs) like I was like that put into words what I've been thinking right and I was like I've been thinking about this for months. Mm -hmm. Like, why is this? This is this is the reason why I left.
1: And why do you think that is? Then
0: I like, I think we've just become too
1: black and white. Yeah, you were saying.
0: Yeah, like we have become too black and white, and we don't question things. And even I was like that Mm -hmm. when you would question things.
1: Neutral ground.
0: Yeah, Yeah. totally. And we don't hear each other out. I don't think. I don't Mm -hmm. think we have the respect for each other. The thing
1: is, the argument against that is or having the gray area or being neutral is that you know it says in the bible like you know don't be lukewarm right so being lukewarm maybe that they associate that with being gray or like being more neutral or seeing all sides of the coin maybe is being lukewarm I don't know
0: totally and I think like what's happening too is like there's a lot of assumptions towards people so like as soon as so, you know, mm-hmm. like that I was praying, I was reading my Bible. I was doing mm-hmm. all these things mm-hmm. that like you're told to do.
1: You were very intentional.
0: Yeah. I was like, I was in it. Yeah. I was in were. it. And
1: like it's in it more than ever.
0: And, and so, and so like, that's what led me to questioning.
1: Right. Because it just became that real to you.
0: Yeah. And I was like. And I think that's where the assumption piece comes in. People all of a sudden think that you've fallen away Mm -hmm. or you like become lost.
1: Or you had some bitter experience or like you were hurt by someone or something, which sometimes that's the case, but it's definitely not always the case.
0: Totally. And I think like, I think too, you know, like we step back and we have this opportunity. Like I would see this as an opportunity in our case. Like, so not in everyone's case with COVID and everything, but I would say in our case, like I had the opportunity to step back. I had the opportunity to look at things critically and I had time to process.
1: Because of COVID?
0: Yeah, because of COVID and like, because, you know, we weren't around a community all the time and we, mm. we didn't have to. And that's not like, that's to not eat. to say, that's not to say that, oh, you were separated from community, so you fell away. Like, that's not the truth. <laughs> that's the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah.
1: Because it happened before that.
0: Yeah. And it's like.
1: It initially started before that.
0: Yeah. And it's like.
1: You were given. But but while you were having these thoughts, you had the space and time without, I don't know. I wouldn't call it distraction, but without the noise of that community, like, you know, totally. keeping you from exploring those thoughts.
0: Yeah. And I think like your community is not like you're not thinking about what your community is going to think of you. Like, that's not your main focus at that point Mm -hmm. when you're...
1: When you've had some time away.
0: Totally. 100%. And I think, like, that's part of it. It's just, like, having this time to step back and process. Like, whether that, in my case, I had to, like, process past hurt or... Things that I had experienced within the church to come out to the other side. Those
1: things came up as you started the process of deconstructing, right?
0: Yeah, totally. And I think it's like, you know, a lot of people they they see it as, oh, these people are hurt. They're hurt, so they're leaving. Like, ultimately,
1: every and person who's grown up in the church has some sort of hurt and totally has experienced toxicity. And that's not in some way, shape, or form
0: exactly. And that's not an excuse. To be like to brush them off because like you because said
1: that is also valid if that's the reason why they are deconstructing that's valid as well.
0: Yeah, 100% and I think too like, you know, it's like the stages of grief because sure. you're ripping apart something that you've been told to make your identity mm-hmm. like you've. Somebody, oh,
1: absolutely.
0: And one of the biggest things that people tell you is like, you need to make your religion or Christianity, you need to make Jesus part of your identity, or he's going to give you he your identity. He is your identity. Yeah. And your identity is founded in him. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the amount of times I've been told that or I've heard that at church. Yeah. And so when you go to deconstruct, you're losing this thing. That has been a part of your life and has been so detrimental it's to huge. your life.
1: Oh, it's huge! You're 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 questioning your entire life. Like, it's it's crazy.
0: Which is why you get this like existential mm-hmm. crisis. Oh, absolutely! And,
1: and that's why that's that's part of the stages, right? Yeah,
0: and then you recognize that like you get to this point where you're angry and you're like, mm-hmm. and yeah. you're bitter and you're like, yeah. you're like, holy shit this is what was done to me and like you thought about it yeah Yeah. and you feel like you were lied to and Mm -hmm. you feel like people like lied to you your whole life because you're learning all this stuff that you didn't know before Mm -hmm. and you were just taught one version of all the other wide all the gray area all the other wide possibilities that are out there and it's just it's so insane yeah. To go through it. Yeah. Like. It's insane. It's nuts. And like. the it's, rea- a,
1: it's a huge thing. Like if you've grown up in the church. It's a huge thing.
0: Yeah. Totally. And I think too like. You start to recognize how ignorant you actually were.
1: Absolutely. And that's why I was saying like. Even I am not afraid to admit like. There was this ego that went along with like. My faith. Back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like you know. I thought I was better and other people which i honestly like my parents never taught me that like and and i don't think at least i hope not like most churches don't teach that but i feel like still there is this ego that is instilled in i would say like from experience majority of christians
0: yeah no it's so true and it's like like you're taught that you're supposed to be the light of the world
1: Oh, yeah. That you're
0: supposed to be better. And like, so we throw ourselves into that. So
1: we think we're better.
0: Yeah. And so we throw ourselves into that and we just exclude. If somebody talks to you about something, Mm -hmm. you're like, your first thoughts are, oh, that's demonic. Or, oh, that's not from God. Like, Mm. if they're talking to you about like some controversial subject.
1: Like what for example aliens ghosts (laughs) Ghosts. spirits Uh, mediums
0: oh um reincarnation
1: oh yeah reincarnation yeah Yeah. i feel like there's even more simple examples than that
0: oh totally totally
1: dinosaurs (laughs) young
0: earth creationism at its finest dinosaurs are not real the flood happened 10 out of 10 that's right so what was evolution
1: yeah just there's a lot
0: so so like you mentioned that like so you talked about suffering. Mm-hmm. Was there anything else during deconstruction that you like thought of that you were like what the hell is this?
1: I don't know. Honestly, I think just the church model altogether. Kind of like made the corporation? Me... That, like church is a business, okay? Like yeah. <laughs> church is it's 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 a business like, you know, tithing 10% like they need to keep their finances like flowing right <laughs> so yeah.
0: that's why we see this like do you, do you think that that's why we see this like all of a sudden people are starting to like just magically they're starting to catch on that people are deconstructing and leaving the church do yeah. you think that that's why they're, they're, they're like so they're reactionary they're yeah they're yeah. Free- they're literally freaking out like yeah, what do are. you <laughs> And it's so it's funny so to it's so funny to watch. Like, <laughs> some people think it's pathetic. I think it's funny. I think like,
1: it's. I think it's funny. I mean, yeah. It's and the thing is, it's mostly pastors that speak out about it, right? It's yeah. pastors and as leaders of the church who are paid right, who are, like, so hot and bothered about it, because, (laughs) I mean, you're 10%. Like, I can tell you for, like, a fact, like, as a pastor's daughter, where your finances go. Your finances go into, like, funding, like, your pastor's house. It goes into, it goes, it doesn't necessarily go into, like, unless there's, like, a special offering taken up for, like, you know, partners in mission, or, like, you know, a special, like, fundraiser event that you're doing but your 10% of your tithing which I mean I hope most Christians know this your money goes to funding your pastor's lifestyle and like you look at these pastors of like Hillsong and like these big mega churches like the pastors live like a lavish lifestyle because they're all these there's thousands of people paying 10 percent of their income obviously they're going to be loaded
0: 100 percent. i would encourage anyone who is at a church to go to the financial meeting if you're allowed to yeah. go go there it's very eye-opening you'll see
1: a lot it is eye-opening yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> not to say that like you're going to see everything but like you know most I mean, churches are accountable that I've been in yes. that like they, they have like financial.
1: And that's why I'm saying, I think most, most, um, at least I hope most Christians are aware of like where your 10% of your income is going. I feel like I was always raised to believe like, oh, 10% of your income is going to the Lord. Oh yeah, it's totally. It's the Lord's totally. work. Totally. But like, I guess, you know, if you consider your pastor's lifestyle, the Lord's work, then, you know, there you go.
0: 100% I yeah I think it's like it's so funny like we're seeing all these pastors like like uh, one I can think of recently is like Hillsong in Dallas mm-hmm. shut down because like I'm pretty sure they shut down right mm-hmm. yeah because like I the the pastors the pastor I know for a fact the pastors like got fired or they left because they were using the church's finances to fund their lavish lifestyle
1: yeah but that's oh really
0: yeah yeah totally and they have like cards yeah they have like corporate cards that are like
1: but i feel like that's not a surprise yeah Shouldn't everybody know that
0: it's just no no like yeah they do know that i'm sure some people know that but like the point is is that like this is where your money's going
1: yeah it's going right there
0: that hundred dollars of your part-time paycheck cars is going towards their... You
1: remember the Woodstock house? Oh, like, yeah, the Woodstock a, house. It was a nice house. Yeah, it was a nice we house. We lived in a really nice house with a pool.
0: Yeah, and like that, that $100 from your part-time check, <laughs> you know where it's going? It's going to that new, new Mustang.
1: Yeah, or like your pastor's kids' <laughs> private school. <feel> like,
0: <laughs> I feel like this is so <laughs> damaging. It's I so feel lot. like... We I hope... Stop. I don't think a lot of people are going to hear this, but i feel like if they do they'll just be like
1: what i mean fuck? well they'll also be like well it's the truth but <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah 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 100% i 100% i hope i, think, I hope nobody I takes offense to what we're saying
1: yeah we've gotten like i feel like as this has gone on like you know the red wine has like hit us yeah so it's the, coming in it's, it's yeah, coming in it's coming in and it's coming out
0: so how do you feel about like Let's switch topics. Let's go in a different direction. How do you feel about the reliability of the Bible? How do you feel about it? Tell me.
1: I feel personally like it's pretty reliable. I feel like not all of it is. Um, so I feel like a lot of people don't think that maybe I am a legit Christian or, or I'm, I'm a good Christian. But yeah well,
0: they can judge all they want.
1: But oh, like of course, and they can. and I understand like <laughs> if that makes me look warm to question things, then so be it. but um i I do feel like my personal relationship with God is is legit. like it's real. it's close. Um, it's intimate. So um i I ask God to um, explain things to me and um, open my eyes to to some of those questions but i don't think i'll ever know some of those answers
0: totally i think it's interesting too because we have like two very different points of view on the reliability like Mm. i feel like the new testament and uh, and the old testament but the new testament specifically is not reliable right like i do not think it's reliable
1: I mean, I'm going to be honest. I feel like mostly I believe it's reliable just solely based off of my personal relationship with the Lord. That's it. Totally. And um, I can't say mm. anything else to that. Yeah. Because, nope. because there's, that, like, as you've been reading books and you've been bringing things to my attention, like, obviously there's so many flaws. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. And contradictions that...
1: So many contradictions, so many.
0: I think it's so interesting because we were both part of this conversation the other day where I was talking about the contradictions in the Gospels. Yeah. And I was told, like, well, maybe you shouldn't do that. Like, the Gospels, like, paint a bigger picture Mm -hmm. of, like, of a narrative. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, when you actually read the Gospels Mm -hmm. side by side, the same story and you do like a horizontal reading, you see all these contradictions. And it's like, how can that be eyewitness if the eyewitnesses I don't, are I don't, all different? I don't
1: believe it's eyewitness at all. I believe that these are stories that were told over time and told to this person and then to this person. And then they finally found someone who can write these stories down.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, because like only 5% of people were like, literate at yeah. the time oh, five yeah. to ten percent and
1: that's exactly
0: yeah and literacy means so many different things especially in the ancient world like what do you mean so like there are accounts of people in the ancient world that like they were considered literate because they could sign their name uh, so like you can sign so your the name
1: definition of literate might not be our definition of exactly yeah.
0: so like like this guy can sign his name, but he will mess up everything because he can't actually read the document that he's right. supposed to be, or the 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 papyrus that he's supposed mm-hmm. to be, mm-hmm. like you know, signing off on. Yeah,
1: I mean, I feel like these were all just stories that were told through time and people, like oral just, tradition. Uh, yeah, oral oral tradition, and people wrote them down. Like I feel like there's a lot, like. E- even like in other religions like the great flood. Like I feel like the oh, flooding yeah. of the earth, it must have happened. It like, th- like, th- like there's so many there's so many stories the same story throughout other religions as well.
0: And you're talking about religions that are much older, much older. than Christianity absolutely. or than sorry than, than the Hebrew the Torah.
1: Right, absolutely. Or Genesis. Right. Yeah. What's that what's that um really uh, ancient religion that we were like discussing them. Zoroastrianism yes
0: the the original they, they, reco- mono-theistic? they
1: recorded that so yeah I don't know
0: no they it was the Sumerians that recorded that oh the Sumerians yeah the okay. Sumerians um that's
1: who I was talking about
0: yeah it was uh um Utnapishtim is Noah right. in the epic of Gilgamesh
1: mm-hmm. yeah so I feel like there's some like things that definitely did happen but how accurate and how literal the Bible is, I'm not sure. I think it's interesting
0: <laughs> because you know we hear people that are like that are like Jonah and the whale was totally real oh, or yeah like, like the the Moses totally wrote the Torah, yeah, part, like
1: part of the Red Sea like he like wrote literally. the first five
0: books of the Bible right How do you what?
1: yeah, like if you believed that Jonah was actually swallowed by a whale. <laughs> and and like, that the Red Sea
0: actually parted.
1: He was like spit out and lived to tell the tale. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's not... I don't believe that that's literal, personally.
0: No, I think that that's... You can't... There's no way that that's actually... can't take accurate.
1: that literally. No.
0: No, definitely not. And I think it's like... I think too, like... You know, it's like most of the stories in the New Testament... Like, you can only account for, like, max 10% of the things Jesus said, he may have said. Mm -hmm. We don't actually know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like,
0: I just think it's, I think it's so interesting Mm -hmm. that people have this, like, hard-on to, like, (laughs) quote what Jesus says is, like, the truth.
1: Yeah, I believe it's, like, a story that's been passed down through this person. And then, like, through multiple different generations and right and then until eventually someone was able to record it
0: and to quote one of the most controversial scholars i can quote right now we only have copies of the copies of the copies of the copies right. of the copies of the copies of the copies, yeah, of the copies. Exactly. and it's just it's so crazy to me mm-hmm. that it's like this is a truth or right. this is the inspired truth we haven't we didn't have access like real access to having a personal copy of the bible up until like so 100, wait. 150 years so ago. So let me
1: ask you though. So then why do you still believe in God today? After like oh. reading and absorbing this information and processing
0: so, the, all of this. So this is part of it. Like this is part of like what you've been alluding to through, or talking about through this whole thing is like the faith piece. So like right. or like or but like, like why seeing things. Pray?
1: Why do you believe in that there's because a God?
0: Because I've seen things that i can't can't reconcile yeah like Mm -hmm. there are things that i can explain absolutely and there are things i cannot explain yeah like because i can look at a program Mm -hmm. like mk ultra that the u.s government has done and explain like people are able to heal themselves through meditation
1: right
0: right but like i can't explain like certain experiences right so it's just like... Uh,
1: Good and bad experiences. Yeah, exactly. Like demonic
0: and... Yeah, exactly. Like the that, that side of it. Like mm-hmm. I can't explain that yeah. outside of like God being real. Right. So like I wouldn't call myself a Christian, but would I say that God is real? Totally. That's cool. Yeah, I'd say it's like, it's a process, right? Like, right. but I had to start at the, the bottom. Thing. I had to a not believe people... in any of it. Right, like yeah. I had to like you not start from an...
1: scratch. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel like I started, I started there as well. Like when I went through my deconstruction, which I didn't understand at the time, was deconstruction, deconstructing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had a lot of wine. <laughs> um, so um, but I feel like a lot of people would say, "Oh, well, since you don't believe every single thing in the Bible, then you're not a Christian." Like people might say that about me
0: yeah and i'd say too like like people because
1: because i'm i have a lot of gray area in my faith
0: yeah and people like people So, so... so people
1: listening to this who are christians might say oh well then you're not actually a christian yeah but i do believe in my heart that i am because i do believe that i have a real relationship with god and i do believe that God sent his son to die for me. So if I believe those things, then am I a Christian? Essentially. But am I not a Christian because I don't believe every single thing in the Bible?
0: Right. Or you don't believe like...
1: Because a a lot of Christians will say, okay, you can believe in Jesus. You can believe in the gospel. But if you don't believe every single thing in the Bible and if you don't live by every single thing in the Bible, then you're not an actual Christian.
0: Yeah, exactly. So on that, like the Bible and believing every single thing in the Bible, we, Emily and I talk a lot about um, like affirming Christians or like affirming um, relationships within the LGBTQ community. And so when did you become someone who was affirming of lgbtq like relationships or like what did that look like
1: i never had like the, a big revelation or epiphany about it
0: so did your parents always like have they always been affirming
1: they have and he, the thing is my parents are actually my dad back when we lived in calgary so like, I don't know, maybe this was in 2009, maybe 2008. Mm-hmm. My dad married a lesbian couple in our church.
0: Wow.
1: Which is like crazy. So I like grew up seeing those things. And I feel like my parents always like said like it's not their place to say whether it's right or wrong, but yeah. So I, 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 I don't know. I feel like I grew up a lot different than other Christians. Like, yeah, I, I don't know what the different mindset and understanding.
0: So like, like
1: from what you were raised to believe. Yeah. It's totally. completely different.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, so what was it like going from like your parents who were affirming to like these cultures or churches that like were not affirming at Here's all. Here's
1: the thing that confused me from going from my parents' church to, like, these charismatic churches that, like, you brought me to was I thought that they were more liberal. But turns out they're actually not. Like, when it comes to things that they believe about their faith and politics, they're so much more conservative than the conservative salvation army church that i grew up in
0: yeah totally no 100 which
1: like boggled my mind
0: yeah and like you would think that like you're going to these places that are charismatic and they're like they're gonna be a lot more liberal in their views i just thought
1: they were more open yeah and like in all aspects but yeah i was definitely wrong
0: yeah no 100 percent. and like even for me like you know what my views were like before and mm-hmm. what they're like now they mm-hmm. they have done oh, a complete 180.
1: Absolutely. like can I say like, I used to ask you like what do you feel like how do you feel about like, you know, gay people being in leadership in the church? Right You, you would say like,
0: You're exposing me. (laughs) I'm exposing you. You're exposing past me.
1: That's okay, though. Are you okay with that? Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm, I'm totally okay with it.
1: You would say, like, I mean, I think that they should go to church, but I don't think that they necessarily should be on the stage preaching or be on the stage leading worship. Right. But now today, you would obviously not say
0: that. Yeah, no, I'd never say that now, because I think, like, this goes back to the ignorance piece. And how you
1: were raised as well. Yeah, and I think, like... And what you were taught growing up in the church
0: yeah and i think like going back to that ignorance piece like you recognize how ignorant your views were you recognize that like you're hurting a human like another human by doing that Mm -hmm. or by perpetuating that on someone else yeah. like or making them toxicity or like like i was talking with a friend one day about like um i was talking about them with that exact same subject yeah and i was like so what would this like what would your church do if this happened? And they're like, oh, they'd make them probably sign like a faith contract right saying that like they believe what the Bible says a and the Bible and and the Bible doesn't say like it says that being gay is wrong. Mm-hmm. So okay, so we're gonna look at it like this. So it says that a man should not lie with another man but then in the same exact book, it says that if your children, disobey you that you should stone them to death like what let me ask you something what the fuck is that
1: so this is where i'm confused like when literalists say like yeah you take the bible for its word but then they don't do more than half of those things that you're told to do in the bible
0: yeah totally and that's the thing is like
1: like society has said okay you should consider this a sin, but not consider that a sin. Yeah. No, just because that's what's been conditioned to us as a culture, as a culture and in American North American Christianity.
0: Yeah. And it's not, it's not just that. Like when you go back to like early Christianity, you go to these people who were like, they cared about each other. They cared about everyone. And then all of a sudden the empire takes over and it becomes this like capitalistic like it was about the institution Mm -hmm. like it wasn't about this or caring about people it was about the institution and the benefits Mm -hmm. yeah and that's the reality
1: yeah
0: and that's what it has been ever since
1: you're not wrong
0: yeah so it's like (laughs) it's very interesting like you know like we use these or a lot of people use these clobber verses Mm -hmm. to like be like like numbers 18 like yeah i think it's eighteen twenty. Yeah. i think i'm right there I but don't know. somebody else can fact check me on that and um and and when paul talks about um like a compound word that you can find in the greek version of the hebrew bible um it's it's just it's very interesting that like you know all of a sudden we use these clobber verses and whatever just to like go after other human beings that we think are full of sin yeah. I think people are like so quick to be like oh you're sinning rather than like looking at it being like you know what
1: is this really a sin
0: yeah and it's it's just it's sad because people who are gay or bi or queer they, they don't feel that they have a place like and it's really sad like they feel like like
1: they feel like they need healing
0: yeah and they or conversion therapy because like what they've done is so wrong or they're gonna go to hell but it's like it's it's like they force these views on people and then they just like say it like it's truth and then they don't recognize the real world consequences for what they're saying to people yeah, like they, they don't recognize they don't. that they're saying this to a human. Yeah, They're recognizing that they're just saying this to people. And well, they, they like, it's, it's like, they again, put it out there and they, they're like, again, no it's fucks given. It's back
1: to the hell thing, right? They, they're saying, they believe that they're saying what they're saying and they're treating the LGBTQ plus community the way they're treating them because they're doing it out of love. Totally. Because they don't want them to go to hell. Yeah. Right. So the hell thing becomes like an excuse for them to say what they say.
0: Yeah. So what what is what is love? Right. Like that's the real question. Like what is love at the end of the day? Because I wouldn't see Jesus telling somebody that they're going to go to hell. Like,
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: Like he wouldn't be like, hey, brother, I see that you're doing that. You're going to go to hell. Like I said before, ten mm. percent of the words of Jesus <laughs> are actually from Jesus,
1: right like
0: <laughs> and we're talking yeah. like, like these 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 books are written like the the versions we have are like much further down the line, like mm-hmm. than their original copies, so like what hundred fifty c e is like the earliest copy we have of Mark. And then John is like the earliest, dating around like 100 and something, 125, 145, something like that. It's pretty crazy.
1: That is crazy.
0: And John lost his mind. Apparently, if John was the original writer, he ro- he lost his mind.
1: Hmm. I'm sure he did.
0: He did. That's why you get these like I am statements versus like the <laughs> Jesus actually talking about really? like Jesus being like, "Yo, guy, you figured out who I am? Shut up." Like. <laughs> You get this, like, you get this guy that's like, I am the Messiah. <laughs> like, oh clearly, John lost it. Like, somewhere along there, he he's gone. Have, yeah. <laughs> his mind is not what it used to be. Aww. That's why you also get the book of Revelation. The beast.
1: The beast?
0: Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Just like <laughs> spitting people out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. If you're a futurist, you're not going to find what I just said funny, but <laughs> if you're not a futurist, <laughs> you'll be like, wow, there, there was a, <laughs> who really was I truth. listening to the other day? I was listening to um, uh, John Piper's son, uh, Abraham Piper. He's has a TikTok that's like become very famous. And he says, he's like.
1: Oh, he pops up on my For You page. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> hilarious.
0: He's like, he's like, he's like, what book of the what book is oh, like the most ridiculous yes, to you? And he's like, yeah. he's like, I. you probably thought I was going to say the Bible, but really, how about, let's talk about the book of Revelation. It's just an old man in his dreams. There was a dragon there. There was a dragon there. Yeah. Jesus was there. <laughs>
1: it's like, sure, sure he was. <laughs> I still
0: laugh. Yeah. What I'm learning, like I'm learning about the book of Revelation right now. I still laugh every time I mm. think, I think of, I think of that a lot. So it just brings joy to my day, cause I'm just like, you know, when I think it's like this serious topic, his TikTok
1: is really funny. Yeah,
0: it's just I just laugh, cause I'm like, there was a, there was There's like, a dragon. there was a dragon, <laughs> and there was like a whore of Babylon, and Jesus, Jesus, Jesus was, was spin- <laughs> the, and then there was a big dinner, <laughs> and there were books, <laughs> yeah, many books and scrolls. It's
1: like yeah, okay. like what is this
0: (laughs) all right so let's wrap it let's wrap it all up let's bring it home let's bring it home so what are you excited about over the next little bit what are you excited for for the future tell me
1: well i'm excited that um you're doing this podcast but i'm also excited that you're learning so much and i'm looking forward to seeing like If you ever come to a conclusion what that is, I'm looking forward to seeing what that is and why.
0: I'm excited too, but
1: if you ever come to one, I don't know. Me too. You could technically be on this journey forever.
0: You could. The questions never, as I'm sure you're aware, the questions never never
1: end. end. (laughs) That should be the slogan. (laughs) The questions never end. Yeah. We should make that the podcast slogan. The The questions questions never never end. end.
0: Wow. That's nice. Somebody probably just vomited.
1: Yeah, they're probably. <laughs> they're probably like, cringing. They're drunk. Go home. Yeah. End you it You guys now. should go to bed. Your <laughs> you should parents. have already ended it. <laughs>
0: yeah, 100%.
1: Oops. Um,
0: what are you excited for, for yourself?
1: Myself? Over the
0: next little bit.
1: Again, like, I'm just, for myself, I'm just excited to watch you go through this journey. Wow, um, thanks, babe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Ah! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm excited to see where this leads you just because I, uh, look forward to seeing the end result. Um, but, uh, I feel like all of this is like strengthened my journey, like my faith journey as well, Mm -hmm. just because like, you know, I've been asking the Lord to show me the answers to some of these questions. And, um, but I've, I feel like for the most part, I've just been given this sense of peace to not have all the answers.
0: Mhm. Yeah. yeah, totally. And I think that's what it comes down to is like if you're questioning, sometimes you're going to come to the realization or the conclusion that there are no answers to your questions.
1: Yep. That's right.
0: And you just have to live with it until yeah. you get to like Yeah. the peace about mm-hmm. suffering right. like
1: But I, you know what? I understand why some people just are literalists and want to just solely believe in every single thing that the bible says because that gives them the answers that gives them an answer the answer might not necessarily make sense but it gives them an answer and i think that they find comfort in having answers right everybody wants answers that's human nature
0: yeah 100 percent. no it's so true so true so just to bring it bring it bring it home
1: bring it home Bring it home what maybe.
0: is one book you would recommend that people read?
1: I haven't been reading the books, so you how would you give them a recommendation?
0: One recommendation. One. What's one Just topic? One. What's one topic? Okay,
1: hell. Out of the three books that you read about hell, oh, which one was the best one?
0: Oh, that's so hard because they're all different things. I know,
1: but give them give them one.
0: Oh, um, I think. Okay, can I do two? Am I allowed to do two? Sure. This okay. is your
1: podcast, baby.
0: Okay, so let's do two. So, so one for questions and just starting to like look into this, I would recommend Love Wins by Rob Bell. And two, if you want a biblical perspective of like every verse broken down including early church fathers, with footnotes and detailed descriptions of everything i would recommend her gates will never be shut by bradley Jersak. that is probably one of my favorite books i've read like to date it was a great book cool uh yeah so I'll say that about a lot of books though. Cause I have a lot of favorite books. <laughs> so like I might say this one is you've my favorite this lo- time. You've
1: liked almost every single book you've read so far. Yeah. Every book. Yeah. Almost. Yeah.
0: Except for like a couple that I started and I was like, nah, screw this. Yeah. So, um, okay, cool. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for You're taking welcome. up time that we could be sleeping. And, <laughs> we could uh, be. We really could you be. know, I think we're going to suffer tomorrow, but it's all for the people. It's
1: all for the people.
0: So thank you for joining us today. Thanks for being here. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Emily, for being here You're and welcome. for, uh, like I said, spending your time with me no and problem. for drinking wine with me.
1: Anytime. I will do that anytime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you learned something, if you enjoyed what you heard, please feel free to send me a DM or... Let me know what you got out of this podcast. Or if you didn't agree with something, please feel free to also send me a DM. I am totally open to conversation. Thanks again for listening to Exploring the Intangible. We'll see you next time.